Thanks for checking out the Basecamp podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you. Now, here's Pastor Zach Spector. John chapter 20, verse 1. Check this out. This is amazing. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early. If you got your Bible, underline that word early. She came to the tomb when? Early. She came early. We're going to preach this way tonight because we only have a few minutes. Point number one, if you're taking notes, point number one is early. Early. It's important to notice that Mary went to the tomb early. Why is that important? Because you and I are called to live our lives with Jesus early. You remember that scripture? It's in uh, Mark chapter 1. It says, in rising very early in the morning... While it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Jesus rose very early in the morning. So when did Jesus spend time with God? Well, you should have said always. Trick trick church question. Obviously, Jesus spent time with God always, but, but the Bible is so clear to tell us, hey, very early in the morning, Jesus, you couldn't find Jesus. He wasn't in his bed. Jesus wasn't making his favorite cup of coffee. Where was Jesus early in the morning? Spending time with God. I promise you, if some of you would get up very early and spend time in your Bible, worshiping, praying, your entire life would change. Your entire spirit, soul, mind, and body would change if you did up early like Mary and like Jesus and spend time with the Lord. Early. What about David? Psalm chapter 5. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you, and I wait expectantly. In the morning. The two greatest leaders maybe ever, Jesus and David, spent time with God in the morning. You think it's important for us to spend time with God? How about this? What about the first fruits? I don't, if you're new to church, maybe you're not familiar with this word. We use fruit, first fruits, mostly talking about money. Give God the first fruits of your money. And really what we're saying is, hey, the first 10% of what you get, tie that to God. Give it to God. Give him the first fruits of your money. I'm here to tell you tonight, God not only wants the first fruits of your money, he wants the first fruits of your time. God wants the first fruits of your time. Some of you say, I'm not a morning person, I'm a night person. Fine. Do both. But offer God your first fruits. Give God the time he deserves. Get up early. Set the tone in the, for me, I think of it like a thermostat. I'm setting the temperature for my day by spending time with God. Early in the morning, it said, the Bible says, Mary went to the tomb. Now on the first day of the week, back to John chapter 20, verse 1. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. Some of you need to know tonight, even in your darkest moments, you can go to Jesus. The Bible says it was still dark, and Mary went to the tomb. And a lot of times in Christianity, we're good about going to God when things are great, when we get the promotion, when people like us, when we get the invitation. We got to go to God when it's, when it's at its darkest, when life's at its darkest. A lot of times when life gets dark, we retreat, when in reality we should be returning Darker the night, brighter the glory. The darker it is in your life, even more so you should return to Jesus. 
on the first day of the week, Mary Mag- we haven't even gotten out of the first verse. Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. She saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they've laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together. We've got Peter and the other disciple having a a race to the tomb, running together to the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter. Stinks, huh? Have you ever heard that story like, oh, if you see a bear, you don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than a friend. That's what I think of when I read the scripture. Like they're racing to the tomb, and Peter gets outran. It's like, come on, Peter. You weren't training. You didn't go to 24-hour fitness. You got outran to the tomb. Maybe the most important moment in human history, and Peter gets outrun. It's like, come on, bro. I can just imagine Peter. Can't you just run in and like, God, I got to beat him. Peter's so competitive too. You know it. We know from the stories in the gospel, Peter's competitive. So he's running and running and running. And he gets beat. Beat to the tomb. Don't get beat to the tomb. Verse 5, and stooping in to look, he saw the linen cloth lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloth lying there in the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head. Not lying with the linen cloth, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. So we got this story. Mary goes to the tomb, sees that it's empty, runs to the disciples. Guys, it's empty. I don't know what happened, but it's empty. Will you come with me and, you know. So they go and they run and they have this relay race. And they get to the tomb. And sure enough, it is empty. Like Jesus is not in there. And although Jesus had told them, hey, I'm going to resurrect. I'm going to die, but I'm going to raise again. Though he had told them that, they saw an empty tomb and they were confused. So they went back to their homes. They literally came to the tomb, saw it was empty, and they went right back to their homes. And they got to share this story back at home. They got to share this story that the tomb was empty. They got to share this story that, hey, we went to the tomb and Jesus isn't in there. I don't know who took him. I don't know what they did with him. But he's not in there. That's what they got to go back and tell people. But if we keep reading in verse 11. But Mary. But Mary. Oh, sweet Mary. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain. One at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, woman. Why are you weeping? She said to them, they've taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Tell everybody. They've taken the Lord, and we don't know where they've they've brought him. But Mary, it says she stayed and looked in the tomb again, saw angels, and told them, they took my Lord. I don't know where they've laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? 
supposing him to be the gardener, she literally mistook Jesus for a gardener. And the Bible says it, like, it was Jesus. Jesus talked to her, and she thought he was a gardener. Out of all the things, she thought, he, anyways, blows my mind. She said to him, supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I'll take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to, to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And that he said these things to her. The disciples came late, and they left early, right? Mary went first, alone. Remember early. We talked about this. Early, early, early. Mary goes early by herself and goes back and gets to the disciples. So they come late, and then they leave early, right? They went home to tell everyone, hey, the tomb's empty. We don't know where Jesus went. The Lord is gone. He's missing. Mary went early and left late. And while they got to go home with stories about the tomb, Mary got to hear the Lord talk. All they got to go home with was this news that the tomb is empty. Mary got to go home and say, I've seen Jesus. I've seen Jesus. Why did Mary see Jesus? Because she stayed. She stayed at the tomb. Everybody else leaves and she stays. I'm not going anywhere. You and I in our lives, we need to get to a place in our Christianity where we're not quick to leave. We're not quick to leave the presence. We're not quick to leave the, the secret place. We got to be like Mary. We're skipping because I can't do the whole thing. But point number four Point number four, extended. We got to get there early. If you're taking notes, you can write down the four points. We got to get there early. You got to get to the Lord early. Start your day with him early. Point number two, it would have been expectant. We got to get there early. We got to be expectant. You can write this down right now. Expectancy influences experience expectancy influences your experience. A lot of you come to church, this is what I was so mad about, you come to church expecting to just sit right here on this wall and talk and just have another normal night. Hey, did you see that girl? She's pretty, huh? Hey, did you see what happened at lunch? There was a food fight. Oh, yeah, I saw that food fight. It changed my life. Were you there in math? Yeah, that test was really hard. I think I failed. Like, you're coming into this place expecting for nothing. The way you approach Jesus matters. The way you come to God, it matters. Mary stayed because she was expectant. We got to be expectant. 
When you wake up in the morning, your God time, your alone time with God reading the Bible will only be boring if you're boring. God's not boring. The scriptures aren't boring. They're living water in their life. But we're such boring people that literally we don't even live a story. We just Snapchat a story. We're so busy snapping the story that we miss the story that God's writing in your life. So yeah, you wake up in the morning to read the Bible and you're bored. Of course. No expectancy. But if you woke up every morning expecting to meet with... Mary went to a, a tomb. It's a graveyard. She went to the place of the dead and got a word from the living, from the life. I'm here to tell you tonight that even in the dead areas of your life, Jesus wants to speak. Even what you think's dead and done and over, God wants to speak life. God wants to come and say, hey, James, it's going to be all right. I got a plan and a purpose for you. Hey, Ethan, I can do more than you could ever ask or imagine. I'm able. God wants to tell you, hey, Josiah, you're more than a conqueror. Don't give up. We got to come early. We got to come expectant. I forget the other points. What's the third point? Exclusive, man. Exclusive. If you're relationship with God is a just because I stand up here and preach and pastor doesn't mean my relationship with God is this public thing my relationship with God is personal and it's private your relationship with God is not meant to be this corporate public thing it's supposed to be exclusive as followers of Jesus we're inclusive by nature and by spirit we're inclusive to everybody inclusive inclusive but when it comes to me and God it's exclusive man Levi, you're not invited into my relationship with God. That's for me and for God. Us. We're so busy sharing our relationship with, with God with everybody that he can't do anything with you. It's so cool in this story how they, it was first Mary at the tomb, then it was Mary and the two disciples at the tomb, and then the two disciples left, so it's just Mary at the tomb again, and while it's exclusive, Jesus speaks. The voice of God speaks when you're private with him. Get alone with him. Get alone with God. You're waiting for the word of the Lord to come to you in church. Keep on waiting. And God's waiting for you to get alone in your closet and say, I'm ready. I'm going to give you time to actually cost me something. You know, the Old Testament said, I will not offer to God that which costs me nothing. Coming here on a Wednesday night is not costing you that much. Getting up at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. before school to read your Bible, now we've got a cost. And once you're willing to pay that price, God's going to meet you and speak to you. Your whole life's going to change. Early, expectant, exclusive. What's the fourth one? Extended. Man, I was just at a hotel in Arizona this past week. We're supposed to be there one night. We decided to extend our stay. The greatest thing in the world is the extend. I'm telling you, the greatest things in your walk with Jesus will come when you extend your stay. When you go to meet with God and you decide, you know what, I'm going to stay for two hours. You know what, I'm going to stay for three hours. You know what, I may not be feeling this, I may not want to do this, I may not have the time. Hey, none of us have the time. It's not that you don't have time, it's that you don't make time. Oh, I don't have the time, school's so early and... I just have so much homework. I just don't have, no, no, no. Some of you don't have time. You don't make time. 
You make time for the things you value. You make time for your girlfriend. You make time for school. You make time for your homework. You make time for your hobbies. You make time for your video games. You make time for that whatever it is. It's time we start making some time for Jesus. Our base camp community aims to take young people onward and upward in their walk with Jesus. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at basecampsm.com or follow us on any social media platform at basecamp underscore sm. Have a great rest of your day.